We always do our best to make Gems from Gens a place of freedom to speak freely and express personal beliefs and opinions. Viewpoints held by members or guests are not always representative of everyone present in each episode. Our aim is to do everything in love and understanding. While this is a place of freedom, we will not tolerate intentional, disrespectful behavior or aimless discriminatory practices. With love, Gems from Gens. When I was at the nail salon, a headline came on about American Idol contestant Sarah Beth choosing to leave the show to prioritize her kids. And then the conversation went into mom shaming. And it was just about how, like, you know, how people see it from different perspectives. They're like, I wouldn't leave, I wouldn't leave the show to prioritize my kid. You know, it's different people's perspective. So I looked at the woman next to me and I asked, I said, What would you do? She said very calmly, My kids come first. And it made me think about something. Even in real life, like not when $250,000 on the line, but instead maybe a 40 hour check is on the line. Parents can work like six and two, six and two jobs sometimes to provide for their kids. And they're like, they look at it. It's, sometimes it's an accolade, but it's also on the other side of it. You're financially, you know, giving your time to your employer to provide for your kids. But on the other side of that, you're neglecting your children in a sense. I don't want to, you know, be a I'm not trying to target anyone or like try to be, I'm not trying to be aggressive when I say that. It's just a simple perspective I thought about when I read this headline that she pro, she chose to prioritize her kids by leaving the show, even though she made a decision initially and she faced a lot of mom shame, you know, in quotations. But I just wanted y'all thoughts on that. You know, what are your thoughts on parents that choose to work multiple jobs or choose to be away from their kids in order to provide for their children? But at the same time, somebody else is also raising their children so that they can provide for their children. What are your thoughts? Mm, yeah, I think I'll take it first. So I, I don't know. For me, it's like, obviously, like some people just got to do what they got to do. Like some people got to, you know, kind of just like they they almost have no choice or at least that's what it seems to be like it almost like the illusion that they don't have a choice that they have to work two and three and four jobs to to um you know maintain or look after their kids which ultimately results in them neglecting their kids or um losing time with their kids so personally I feel like I understand that some people got to do what they got to do um but in some cases I do feel like it could be controlled and that you needing to provide for your kids shouldn't be excused it shouldn't be an excuse for you to neglect your kids when you could put more energy into figuring out or finding different resources that could allow you to work less or even work less jobs and allot you the extra time to spend with your kids. But I think some people are more infatuated with just the situation itself in front of them instead of taking time to sit back and reflect and say, okay, what can I do or how can I figure out a way or an outlet to, to where I can work less and be with my kids more and still make what I need to make to be there for my uh be t- be there for my kids financially but also be there for my kids emotionally and just physically you know versus just resorting to the normal oh I need a second job I need a third job I need a fourth job sometimes it all comes down to just managing your money better sometimes it all comes down to downsizing and making that sacrifice for your kids to be a little uncomfortable for you to do what is affordable for you. Sometimes it just comes down to different things that I think some people don't take the time to recognize because it's as sometimes as Americans, we have this, this spoiled thing about us. And sometimes we have tunnel vision for a certain way of living. And sometimes we don't realize that their, 
their their generalized ideas, like uh, just there as in Americans, like gener- our generalized ideas uh, on living and what living should look like typically creeps into our minds on a day-to-day basis and it kind of causes people to not look at what is best for them, but more so what they think they need. So yeah, to me, it's really no excuse um, unless, unless you have some type of, unless you just really can't help it and you have some like type of real reason to why you have to uh, make that quote unquote sacrifice and work all those jobs and quote unquote lose time with your kids. That's different. Other than that, there's really no excuse. And sometimes it may come off as a flex. I personally feel like I respect her decision to make that decision because I do understand it's a hard decision to make, you know, and I agree with you in like saying like, you know, it it, it can be controlled in a sense. But I think the framing of it of like, you know, the idea that I need to get to this money, I need to get to this money, you know, there's other ways to provide for, 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 your, for your family besides just money, you know. Like, I personally respect her decision to make that make a hard decision to not prioritize the show's end goals or the or the possibility of her winning the money, but instead choosing to prioritize her kids. And, you know, it's a tough decision to make because you never know what her current financial situation is. But on top of that, I thought about how, like, single mothers have to deal with that same dynamic with their fathers like you know some some dads are not present in their kids lives and the mothers be like well we, i just need you to get the money get the money get the money and then sometimes they're like all i have is time but and then sometimes they won't even give money or time or financial resources you know and then it's like it leaves the mother to be both but sometimes they can't provide both you know um, I can talk about my own experiences. When I was growing up, my mother worked multiple jobs. I don't remember where she worked, but I do remember like I was always, I used to always be with my brothers. And it was just like, okay, the decisions we make and the circumstances we're part of and we have, it's it's always something, you know? Her, her decision to leave the show, I think is valid. I think people responded to her with mom shaming about like, you know, either saying that she made a dumb decision or she made... um not the best decision for herself. Like, why would she go on a show? She knew she wanted to be with her kids, you know. She even made a statement to say, like, you know, they scouted me. And I understand that. But, you know, at the end of the day, she may not have known what it what it is like to leave her kids in the care of someone else while she goes and tries to chase her dreams. And I think in real life, like, not in, well, that's real life too, but in, like, a, a small, smaller scales and, like, my in network, I can say I've seen parents choose to work multiple jobs and at the at the expense of, you know, I need to provide for my kids. I want to provide this lifestyle for them. But they've also they also could to realize they're neglecting their children because they're choosing to try to create this lifestyle. These kids didn't ask for a lifestyle. They asked to, they didn't ask to be here, you know. How whatever lifestyle you provide for them you are provide for them because at the end of the day, when kids get older, it's gonna be it's always gonna be something a kid doesn't like about their childhood, you know. So no matter what, like it's never gonna be nothing that they're gonna be that's, that's perfect for them. Get what I'm saying? Oh no, nah, I'm with you. Like I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like just thinking, just thinking out loud. Like I was just like when I saw when the lady's response was like, "My kids come first. It was it was it was like I wasn't surprised, but I kind of was, and it was just like, oh wow. But what does that mean to prioritize your kids first? Yeah, would you be, would y'all answer this? Would y'all rather have been happy and struggling or would you have been neglected 
and financially secure as children? Ooh, that's a that's a good question. Um, I'm very money over people, so at least I used to be. <laughs> so I think I would have been fine with that as a kid. But that's a really good question. I don't know. For me, it just depends on who my family is. You know what I mean? Like, if I wasn't with the family that I was with, it would all depend on my family, like what type of people they are. Because, you know, my family, we didn't always have growing up. Like, I would I would say fairly, my parents did their best to make sure we, you know, we looked decent for school. We looked clean and everything like that. But we didn't really have, like, everybody else, like some of our peers and stuff like that. And so because because of my family in there, willingness to grow and and always be better and do their best to like provide um you know specifically like talking about like when my parents you know had us and we were young and stuff like that me and my siblings um because of that we they made a life for us that I wouldn't trade for the world because even though we didn't have that much we man we we had so much love surrounding us and we had um you know we had such a fantastic childhood when it comes down to the love that uh ground kept us grounded and then the fun that came out of the love you know we were always together and it was kind of that thing to where you know that mindset of um we're going to struggle if we struggle we're going to struggle together you know when we're up we're going to be up together and we kind of lived through that for real so to me it just depends on the nature of the relationship with the family um, if, if, if I had the family that I had growing up, I would totally be okay with struggling just to be in the presence of my family. If I had some family that was just like drama filled and rude and just ugly people, give me the loot. Okay. See, I don't know my perspective, my choice on that. I don't know what I do. I feel like when I was younger, we struggled. I think we struggled a lot as well. And because of that, I felt that I could correct it in my adulthood by by becoming financially secure. And when I became financially secure, like I'm, I used to, I'm work, I've been working since I was like third, like in, in middle school. Like I've been working since I was young. And now that I'm in my twenties, I'm just like money ain't everything. It's it's okay to have it, but once you've been financially secure, once you've been in that position, it's like okay, I know what I need to do. I know what kind of decisions I need to make to get where I need to go. And it's like to me. It's to me like how my mind works. It's a very simple process in how to make sure you can establish enough of a cushion or financial understanding to protect yourself from poverty, you know, and no matter what, like you can't control what life throws at you. So for me, I would say, um, <laughs> uh, let me, I still don't know what I want to be happy and struggling, you know, what I want to be happy and struggling. Mm. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, cause it's going to become, it comes with much more like stress and you never know how people, and I go to you, what you were saying, Asaph, it never, you never know how a family reacts to stress. Some people can be, can, can like, you know, different people re- re- respond to, um, what is the word I'm trying to, y'all know what I'm trying to say? Like different people respond in different situations, di- different like disasters, different ways. Like, you know, you have like um, the people that be like building bunkers, the people that just get mad when something like, you know what I'm, do y'all know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Everybody responds differently to crisis and it's kind of like, do I want to, and you know, 
we all were raised different. Like our parents were raised different to how we were raised and we're going to raise our kids how differently than how we were raised, right. you know? So it's kind of like, do I want to deal with, knowing what I know now, do I want to deal with how you deal with crisis as a child and, and impacting my lifestyle? Not necessarily, but again, you know, I wouldn't be who I am today without the struggles I went through as a child. They built, they built character. They built me to, it taught me how to appreciate the things and the people in my life, you know, but otherwise, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I respect Sarah Beth's decision, you know, to prioritize her kids, but it's also a question of like, not just, it's not just her, but in general, like sometimes we have kids and we're unprepared for them. And it's like, the decision is, okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to do all this so I can make sure I can make a better life for my child. But why, why does the child have to be the motivation? Why, why didn't you have the motivation before the child to do better for yourself and provide a lifestyle for yourself that is more, assault, more so what you want to provide for your kids? You know, like, Ooh, I think that's a tangent. I got many answers mm-hmm. for that one. <laughs> go ahead. Cause I, I, I feel like sometimes we use children to replace, like to like make up for our own childhood. Yeah. But it's like, you don't need children to do that. You can do that to yourself by making decisions differently than how you saw they were made around you. Right. Like I feel like some people could be extra, like uh, they'd be extra extravagant, especially for some occasions for their kids. And it's kind of like, you're doing that to compensate for something that you didn't have as a child. And I understand that, but you do realize like sometimes it's a benefit of not having those experiences and it's a benefit of having those experiences. But and I also feel like the media has put in our head some ways, somehow that like, you know, we got to have this to feel successful. Right. And, and I actually found talking to someone in my program recently, like we all attribute success and wealth. We all have different standards that are trip that are attributed. Like we have all have different markers of like, what is successful? What is a, what is the standard of happiness? You know, for me, this is funny. Like, my standard of security, safety, and wealth is a bed. It's my personal space in a bed. Because up until I was in high school, I never had my own room. And I never had my own space. We always moved. So because of that, I like stability. I like to know what's happening. I like to be in control of my situation. I don't like my power being taken away from me. But I also like to be comfortable. I don't I want to control who's in my space and what I do with my space. You know? Right. Makes sense. So to me, that makes me successful. And that and that's like, and that's a very simple way compared to like, you know, other people's. But go ahead, Kiana. Sorry about that. Oh, no, you're good. I mean, you answered the question. I just feel like we had a discussion before. We were talking about parenting on the podcast where, you know, a lot of people, um, especially mothers, especially since we're the ones who carry the children, they, um, they're searching for something outside of themselves, searching for unconditional love, searching for a companion, searching for something to motivate them. When all of that can be inside of you and it takes time to come to that conclusion in life. It took me a long time to come to that conclusion. Everything I was looking for, trying to fill voids, it, it all could be filled if I just took the time to ask myself, what am I missing? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like um, people rush into parenthood all the time. It's unplanned. You can tell when it's unplanned. Um, so it, it's it's nice. I feel like for this lady, um, I think she's made a decision in her life that her children come first, you know, and it takes time to come to that conclusion as well. So I don't know. I just feel like um, people could definitely do better with being more intentional with parenthood. And honestly, when it comes to that lady, I don't have no issues with what she did. It's her own personal decision. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Um, Yeah. And even uh, while we were on this podcast, 
I was on Facebook scrolling and come to find out the comedian Kayla Nicole is divorcing her husband. And she, they decided that the kids will live with the husband after the divorce. So it's kind of like she's receiving a lot of backlash and criticism about that. But it's like this decision, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, her reason she said she wanted the kids to live with the dad was because she wanted time to heal and yada, yada, yada. You know, I feel like, you know, women just, they're, they have higher, it's higher expectations in society for them as far as when it comes to children, but in the workforce, they are limited by their gender. In society, they are limited by their gender and their physique, you know? No, absolutely. I agree. And you just kind of made me think of something too, like, um, so, because obviously we're talking about just parenting in general, because like, uh, as far as what she did on American Idol, I don't, I don't feel that I understand like land of the free, everybody can have their opinions and stuff, but I feel like some opinions are stupid, you know, for you to say that, for you to try to like shame her essentially for choosing her kids over money or fame, different stuff like that. I, I feel like yeah, cool. That's your opinion, but it's a very stupid opinion. Like you can't criticize her for wanting to prioritize her kids. I don't care what it is. I don't care if she's chasing a freaking law degree. Like if she chooses her kids over something tangible or something that might even help her be better, who gives a crap? The fact that she puts her kids first is what's important. It's it's just like the general idea about you putting your marriage first before you, you know, your friends and different things like that. Some things you, some things you automatically should put first. Your kids, you should put first above all things. You know what I mean? Like in regards to like tangible things. So it's it's one of those things to where it's like, I I don't agree with anybody that that is shaming her. If her reason was stupid, then I'd be like, okay. But kids prioritizing her kids. I don't care what amount of money. You know what I mean? That comes up if a person feels like they need to prioritize their kids so be it you know what i mean you can't you there's no reason why they should be shamed for her. but while we're on the topic i feel like and um before before we like before i like kind of segue if one of y'all want to respond to that point that's cool but um i want to tell y'all what we're, i'm about to segue into um brian mcknight situation because something jamiah said like kind of like brought this all full circle for me um kiana you know a little bit more about the brian mcknight situation so um uh if in case y'all want to respond to anything i just said if you can if you can like talk on that a little bit um that'll be dope because like i it just jemai just really brought that back into my mind like like you know full circle and fresh and stuff like that oh yeah well i guess before we did do that, um, I did want to say something. I feel like for that situation with the American Idol case, what I'm getting from it is that it could be like a sense of projection where some people, they always like, you know, that saying like when you have kids, you're going to have to give up on your dreams a little bit. So maybe those wounds are kind of coming up in this conversation because it's like, oh, like she's kind of by her making that decision. It's her saying that she can't pursue a career and her dreams, and also take care of her children. And so people are very, very sensitive about that. They're like, no, my life does not stop because I have children. I can do anything I want to do, even though I have a child. So maybe that's what some of that backlash is for, but that's just that's just me speculating. Yeah, see, if, see, if it was a case to where she was saying that she want to stop pursuing American Idol because she feels guilty or she feels like she's doing something wrong for pursuing her dreams, then I wouldn't agree with that. But if she just feels like 
if she feels like she needs to pursue um, prioritizing her kids for whatever the reason is outside of that, you know, as long as it, it's a reason that kind of like, because I, I believe there can be a dumb reason too. Because So let me, let me kind of backtrack a little bit. Originally, like I was kind of painting this picture that no matter what the reason is, you prioritize your kids first. It's fine. But yeah, there are some, some reasons where I would say your opinion will be acceptable. But if the reason is a legit reason and it actually, it makes sense, which 90% of the reasons as it pertains to prioritizing your kids would make sense. Um, you know, I, I don't care about anybody's opinions. I feel like some people's opinion might be dumb on it. But if, if like, like I said, if she just feels guilty that she can't pursue her dreams or anything like that, then nah, I don't, I don't feel like she should feel that way. And I feel like she should continue on or she should have continued on. Um, other than that, yeah, I, I, you know, I, 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 I'm siding with her in her decision on doing that because that, that says a lot to me about her and her character. The fact that she halt all of that and put all of that to the side for, you know, something that she value more. I like that. Okay. Jemaya, do you have anything else to say about that one? Um, honestly, no, but, um, I think it's, I think it's just a reminder of the fact that we're girl. Oh yes, I do. I'll say no. Then I'll keep talking. My bad. <laughs> um, I had, I don't think I had to say was, you know, just a reminder that like, no matter what's at stake, once you bring a child into this world, that pr- your priorities change. And like, you know, I think it's like a conversation. I just think it's just a decision we all have to look at and be like, realize like, you know, especially kids that are under the school, a- school age, you know, that under the age of like, you know, kindergarten that have nothing but free time. And they, unless, unless they're in daycare, like prioritizing time with them, you know, young because, no matter what's at stake, like I'm, I'm a rambling, but um, you know, the job's not always worth it. In 20 years, when your kids are like 20, your kids are older, they're not gonna remember the job you you took to provide for them. They're gonna remember the experiences you gave them and the ways they're able to reflect on that. And a lot of kids don't have that because the parents prioritize, you know, making money. Long story short. I just think it's a great reminder of the fact that mothers have to make the tough decisions. So parents in general, and just thinking about the impact of those decisions on the kids' lifestyle and lives, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you want me to get into the, the Brian McKnight? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Jump into it. Oh, uh, I guess since we're talking about parenting. Um, well, I guess just a quick recap. Um, Brian McKnight was married for a long time. He had two children two sons by this woman, I believe. Um, he took care of them, you know, it seemed like for the first like 20, 21, 22 years of their lives, he had them on tour with him. He um, said that he ran up an apartment for them. He provided for them financially. Um, and he also ended up fathering a daughter outside of his marriage by another woman. Um, and according to him, this woman just used him for money. So he has no sort of emotional connection to that particular uh, daughter that he has out of his marriage. Um, I, a couple years ago, they kind of came out um, and said that he pretty much had abandoned them. He doesn't claim them. He doesn't talk to them. He kind of just wants nothing to do with them. So in essence, he has like foregone his fatherly duties. He's foregone fatherhood. He doesn't care about that anymore. But the bad side about it and what gets even worse, he has another family. He married a woman. They just had a, a baby boy, I believe. And she has children of her own from a previous marriage. 
He claims them. He buys some things. He provides for them. He kind of throws it in his children's faces for the world to see. So people are just like, okay, obviously they're saying he's a terrible dad. That's one thing. But another thing is they're asking like, okay, does he have the right to just not be a parent anymore? Can you like give up on your children? Can you walk away from parenthood? Pretty much. You know what? When I I was seeing about that situation, but I never really paid attention. Uh, I never really paid attention to it until like you brought it to my perspective. But that is, that is honestly really like, it's first of all, it's really sad, but that's like a tough situation because I feel like you kind of have to, you have to be unbiased at first. You got to kind of sit and listen to the whole thing. But what I will say is there are things that there's a lot of things he's said and done that I've noticed that I don't agree with. Um, do I agree with him just abandoning his kids in general? Absolutely not. The way I look at it, unless the, unless the, as you know, kids get older and stuff like that, they start understanding what they can do and what they can't do. And if a kid is just being spiteful, I totally I get it. Um, but if this if this is a situation to where the kids aren't being spiteful or didn't necessarily have anything to do with it. Or, or let me even go the distance to say they aren't doing anything that should warrant you to cut your kids off. I don't think you should cut your kids off, even if you love them from a distance. Cause sometimes we got to do that even with friends and family. Like even if you love them from a distance, I, I think things have to get really, really freaking bad for you to almost disown your kids. And I'm not talking about bad just from the perspective of, oh, my kids are lazy or they're just trying to leech off me and get my money. That's not, to me, that's not bad enough. You know what I mean? Like things have to get really bad for you to have to, for you to want to disown your kids. As far as his daughter goes, you know, I don't, I haven't looked that deeply into the conversation, but like, it seems like he's blaming the woman for, seems like he's blaming his ex, uh, not the ex-wife, but the woman uh, that he had the daughter with. Seems like he's blaming her for kind of like trying to use him different things like that. So I say to that, like, was, let me ask you, Kiana, because you would know, was his emotional attachment or connection to the daughter, um, was it ever present? Was it ever there? Um, From what I've gathered, no, because she was um, conceived from an affair. So I'm not sure if that's something he kind of wanted the public to know about. To my understanding, um, the way he's put it himself is, I've never missed a child support payment. That's all he said. Like, I'm not, I don't think he was ever really involved in her life. And she lives in a different state. He says a mother is kind of hard to get a hold of. So I don't, from what I can infer is that there has been no very close relationship, no. But I feel like at the end of the day, you know, he made a choice to step outside his wife and sleep with that woman. So whatever came with it, came with it. He make this, like people make decisions. I feel I, like I hear what you're saying. He's still not taking no accountability for the lack of relationship he has with his children, with the child he fathered outside of his marriage in general. Because at the end of the day, it's like you made a choice to sleep with him, with that woman. You made a choice to keep making this child support payment. So you can also make a choice to make an active engagement with the child, you know. I don't know what the ins and outs of of that situation is all the way, but it's kind of like, I think sometimes we lose, we we lose sight of the fact that like you, you can, you have accountability in your actions. Like, yes, sometimes it's harder to do things and there's obstacles, but 
a lot of people are self-determined. I'm pretty sure he didn't get his success by just giving up and doing the bare minimum. I'm pretty sure he was able to do like he 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 experienced obstacles of being a black man in mu- in the music industry, you know. Um, so if he can overcome those obstacles, I'm pretty sure one woman is not harder than the whole industry that sometimes is set up against you. Yep. You know. Yep. Right. Yeah. Right. So, like, I definitely feel like he's not taking accountability fully in this situation. Like, yeah, he may not have, like, that's, again, the conversation of, you know, financial support, but you're still neglecting your kids. That doesn't, like, it, it, the kids are a responsibility. When you choose to keep having sex, like, you know, unprotected sex, your decisions come with consequences. That Absolutely. was your consequence, you know? And it's kind of like. Yeah, the woman has, and I also do, I do understand, like, women choosing not to let somebody be a part of their kids' lives, like, making it harder, and it's kind of like, okay, where's their accountability in that situation? Eventually, the kid is going to see, like, what kind of person that their parents are, and will make their own decisions, but it's kind of like, him doing the bare minimum is not going to help this case. I'm 100% with you with that, and and it's like... I even heard something to where it's like, so, like Keanu said, so he had, like, he's with a new family now, married to another woman. She already had, I think, two boys, I think. They live, they, obviously, they live with him because he's married to their mom, and he, those are his kids. He goes on social media about how happy he is and different things like that. Um, I want to even say, um, like Keanu said, so he has a, they just had a baby boy not long ago, and what's crazy about that is, Brian McKnight, the son that he had, I guess, with his ex-wife, uh, he I, I want to say it's his oldest son. He named him Brian McKnight. And the new son, from my understanding, he named him Brian McKnight as well, but he's the only quote-unquote legacy in his words that he claims. So basically, the the new baby boy is his true legacy or his true heir, basically. So he, he really doesn't claim any of the other kids, which I think is is really messed up. And when you watch some of the videos, it's evident, like, it's evident that he doesn't, like, he doesn't give two craps about them. He could care less. The fact that he would even say, I never miss a child support payment kind of shows you where his head is just in general. And again, I'm from the outside in, so I can't really judge the situation. I don't really know much about it, but excuse me. What I will say is that yeah, I, I don't really agree with it. Like Jemiah said, like the fact that like you okay, dude, you slept you slept with a woman. Um, rather it was outside of your marriage, or even if you just knew the woman, even if you wasn't married, you slept with a woman and a child came of it. So you I don't care if the woman was trying to use you. Like I feel like and perhaps this is easier said than done because I ain't never ever been in that situation and never will be, but I feel like that kid don't have anything to do with anything. Now if that kid gets older and starts showing you signs of oh I want to use my dad or I'm just trying to benefit off his name then that's different but if that kid didn't and never did and that kid just genuinely wanted a relationship with you I feel like you are obligated to that kid you're obligated to giving that kid that at least that you know what I mean so I I don't know like I feel like I feel like my unpopular opinion is that you know there's this idea that women can trap men women can trap men from a psychological standpoint but women cannot trap men from a sexual standpoint or responsibility standpoint. Cause Absolutely. a man won't do what a man want to do. No matter what you do, no matter how much you threaten him, a man is going to do what a man want to do. That's what anybody, cause you can't make a wrong person. You can't go and you, can, you cannot puppeteer anybody. 
I think this example also relates to Kirk Franklin and his child outside of his marriage. And the man was, I think he like, he in his twenties or close to 30 or whatever. He began on social media expecting us to like, try to correct his dad. Like, sir, you're a girl, but you have to advocate for yourself at some point, you know? But I don't know all the circumstances that led to like, why he has like the issues with his dad. He does, but you know, one thing about Kirk Franklin, I've always noticed on social media and just in general is he takes kind of for his actions. Yep. Yeah, based off yeah, based off you what know? we can see on socials, yeah, he he always does like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that porn addiction he had, he he was like, you know, I get my like, there's a lot of things, and I just think I agree with you completely. I agree with both of y'all. It's kind of like you know, at the end of the day, like the Bible always has these scriptures about respecting the mother and the father, you know. But the kids too, like ain't no mother and father without no kids, you know. Like we, you know? I think we talked about this on the podcast before, like about respect. Yeah, there's definitely a level of respect that parents owe kids, and it's called basic human respects. Like you, there, yes, there's a different level of respect that a kid owes their parent versus just just off the the strength of the fact that they are the parents, but not just that, but they are older than you. You know what I mean? Like there's just a generalized respect that comes there. But again, parents owe kids respect too, just from the simple fact, if for no other reason. Make it the re- be the reason of, you know, the fact that they're human too, you know, and everybody is entitled to a basic level of human respect. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with that as well. You already know. And on top of that, ASAP, when you say parents owe their kids respect, I agree because you're teaching your kid how they need to be treated. If their own mother or father can't even have a simple conversation with them without disrespecting them, they're going to learn to reciprocate that in their relationships. And they wonder why kids grow up and want to deal with men that are just disrespectful to them or women that always want to argue and fight them. Oh, yeah, you 100%. Know? 100%. Cause, cause, and I, I even wrote a post about this on Facebook a few days ago. It's like and some of the people that come in the back, they said, you lead by example. You teach them how to act. Because at the end of the day, the first way you're socialized is through school, your parents, and your family. And, you know... People are not often, you know, aware of that or remember that, you know, that little thing, that little tidbit. Y'all made some, y'all made some really good points. I was really like stuck on the situation um, when I first heard about it with the Brian Van situation. Because obviously you don't know much detail. Then you hear their side, then you hear his side of the story. Then it's like, okay, um, clearly there's some deception going on on both parts, which is to be expected. Nobody's ever going to tell the full extent of what they did, of course. Um, but I feel like, you know, they're both telling their truths as they see it, you know, um, I, I don't, I, I don't think he should abandon his children, but you know, it, what can we say? <laughs> I think that's, he's decided that he doesn't want anything to do with that part of his life. There's like, it's like, he's totally separated himself from that part of his life. And my only issue is that his new family if he can do that to his old family, Exa- what can he do to his exactly. new family? I actually heard somebody say that in a yeah. video that was recovered, that was reviewing it. I think it was a video you sent me, but they were saying that like, okay, if if, yeah. if they'll do it, if he'll do that to his old family, what makes you, it's only a matter of time before he does it to his new family, not wishing nothing bad over them. But it's like, I don't know. It's just something about the situation that just says like, I just feel like the reasons that I've heard from his perspective is not strong enough for me. Like, it's not strong enough for me to to just say, oh, screw my kids. You know, it's, I, it's different if you say, look, those are my kids. Those are going to always be my kids. I love them. Like, but 
I know where their issues are and I just choose to love them from a distance. If something happens and they super astronomical and, and like something bad and terrible and they need me tomorrow, I'll be there. But as far as me just picking money out to them anytime they need it, no, no, no. I, I've been there. I've experienced that with them. No, I know their limits and I know my limits. No. See, if he would have said that, would have been different. But it just seems like based off of what I've heard about the situation, cutting them off is a little extreme. And then from my understanding, he I think I want to say he went the distance to even changing his will. Something happened. And then the next the next day, immediately after that thing happened, he changed his will. And I'm guessing that means he took them out of the will. So it's it's, it's wild. It's wild. I think a big reminder about that whole idea of, you know, if he'll do that to them, what he'll think, what they do, what he'll do to them, to the other people. It's like people have people will show you their capabilities. You just got to watch for it. You got to pay attention to it. You know, I I, I agree with that. (laughs) I agree with that because the way he's been able to detach, you know, regardless of of what's happening, that that's a little um, little alarming to me. But I guess his new family doesn't see it that way. So I guess we'll just. Only time will tell what's going to happen with that situation. They don't see it that way because it doesn't affect them. I think it's hard for people to understand someone else's situation unless they're in it. And when they <laughs> do those things, they feel they they fail to realize that you could that they could easily be in the same position. That's why I like empathy is so important and right. teaching, you know, reinforcing that and just like and within your lifestyle is important because I know me, I can be a very like, you know, that that sounds stupid. I'm not doing it. Sometimes I have to check myself and be like, well, Jemaya, if it was the other roles reversed, which I'm going to be honest with y'all, sometimes people give me reverse situation. I'm like, I know in the heart of my heart, down to the sole of my toes, I would never put myself in that position. I would <laughs> allow myself to be in that position. So, you know, people can, like, sometimes I, I can empathize. And then sometimes I just be like, I'm sorry, but, like, not my decision-making process and your decision-making process are different. We will never be in the same position because of some of the decisions you've made, you know, some of the choices and things you allow, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Like love Like, like I understand. I'm, and I try to be empathetic. Like, and I like even ASAP can even tell you, like, you know, I'd be like, what was that to me? Like, do I need to work on that approach? And he'll like, that was, ASAP really gives me balance and like, just helping me find that. But you know, so like, like some situations though, like, I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't even see myself doing that unless I was to create, keep on like, uh, what is the word? Allowing patterns that I know are no good for me. And I think at some point in time, Brian for to realize it's not your wife to take care of you when you die, when you get old, it's your kids. And you're going to be alone by like, the fact is how you treat people in your life, like, I, I don't know. I operate, I operate an idea of the golden rule. I treat, I treat people how I want to be treated. I want to be cowed to the carpet. I want to be held accountable for my decisions. At the end of the day, it may be hard to take, but I can take it, you know, because we make this, it's tough decisions. Like I'd rather be okay. I'd rather be, treat people right um, intentionally in my actions instead of, you know, just being a trifling person is inconsiderate, you know? So, Brian, Brian, just I think in general, he has to like really look at the long term effect of what he's doing and what this causes for him. Like he can leave people in your will, but like before you get to that point, what are they going to leave you? How are they going to create a lifestyle with you? You know, that's a good point. That's a good point. I don't I don't think he I don't think he's thinking. I don't think he's thinking like that. I think he's um, I don't know. He, he gives me very um, not tunnel vision, but it's like um. Once he's made a decision, he's pretty firm in it. So I don't really, 
see him change his mind, especially since it has blown up on social media. And it seems like he just gets more and more irritated every time it's brought up. So I honestly don't think he's going to change his his opinion. But that's that's just my opinion. I guess we'll see. Yeah, and I and I can and I can agree with like that too. I can be stubborn too, you know. But you know, it's just like you know, if that's how I feel about something, that's how I feel about something. Sometimes it takes more time to change your perspective or having someone communicate with you in a proper way to help you understand and see a different way. Yeah. Exactly. I agree with that. Now, Jemai, I want to talk about this TikTok that you sent us. I watched it. I watched a couple of uh, this latest videos and I was, uh, made me think about a lot of different things, but I wanted to see um, what your mindset was, um, why you wanted to talk about it. What did you gain from um, that video that you sent us? Oh, the TikTok about, um, this, I'm going I'm to I'm clear on it. The TikTok about um, the cousin that says, she criticized the grandmother for stepping in and helping yeah, the, the mother. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just give everybody a premise, you know, I don't know if we have shared a TikTok or the, just to give you all a general premise of the story, but essentially it was, I was on TikTok scrolling and it was his cousin that said, you know, she heard a baby crying. And when, when she looked up, the baby was in the grandmother's arms and um, the cousin looked and was like, she looked at the at the cousin at her cousin i guess the mother of the child and was like i'm sorry that your mother's not letting you be a mother i'm sorry that she's enabling your ability to raise your children is that wasn't that like that wasn't around that premise kiana yeah it was my thoughts on that it's funny i was at i was at this i was at church on zoom the other night and <laughs> another conversation like this came up before i even sent this um and it was about how um we coddle uh what is it parents coddle their children and we can talk about when and i think this video kind of brought into perspective parents coddling the children of the child the, the children have given birth to children so long story short i say this kiana we're in a generation where we have to raise our parents. We have to teach them. We have, now I speak from my own experience. You have to teach them how to communicate with you. You have to teach them about the boundaries you have set and how to respect your boundaries in order to keep a relationship and have a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's frustrating. I'll speak like, I'm speaking from my own experience. Like, it's like these, it's like these, it's like, you know how they say, like, you got bad kids, you got bad parents, like not, not talking about like maybe their parenting style, but like, as like, like their stubbornness, they're like, they're like two times your age sometimes. And it's like, they just don't know how to act. Like they don't communicate. They don't have to respect space. They don't have to do a lot of things. And it's frustrating, but I'll say this, you know, as far as parents that are raising kids and their parents that step in, I feel like sometimes people come out, they come out in a good place. They want to help the kid. They want to help their child not go through what they went through or to reciprocate those cycles. But on the other side of that, sometimes you take away the ability for your children to stand up on their own and be able to actually learn through experience. And I'll say this, you know, the conversation we had initially about um, or earlier about how would we rather have a happy home, but financially be struggling or, or a financially stable home, but be miserable. I would say, I'll say that at the end of the day, like, I wouldn't take away my experience, you know, because it taught me, it taught me how to be the person I am. The struggles I have are not, they were something I wanted, but it's something I got. And life, no, there's no rule book to life. So I feel like parents that step in and interfere with how kids raise their children, it's, it's, it's a, it's a two-sided coin. I feel like sometimes 
parents can be overbearing and like they are so they try to make up oh that's what this lady said she also said don't try to re don't try to make up your don't try to what did she say kiana you know what i'm trying to say um don't try to correct your parenting decision that you that you don't try to correct your mistakes of parenting with the raising of my child right yeah she just said that but i feel like that that framing of that you said what you feel like it's what because you need to teach I feel like it's a little harsh because sometimes you have to teach. We have to teach our parents how to treat us. And you can only get that through experience sometimes. But on the other side of that, you know, when parents take away the experience from young parents on how to yeah, raise see, their I, kids, that's I'm a sorry problem to cut you. too. See, for me, I didn't, you know, I, because I liked where she went with that video, but I didn't 100% agree with everything she said. You, when you understand the stress of being a parent, the stress that comes with it, which is why a lot of people should wait until they get control of their mind first before they start having kids. And that's a different conversation for another conversation because people don't understand, like, that's what that's what the key is to life, controlling your mind, being over your mind. If you if you control your mind, we wouldn't if everybody on this planet had control of their mind, we wouldn't see things like uh, mass murders. We wouldn't see things like uh, uh, depressed depression and depressed parents and different things like that and parents taking their kids out and themselves out um but sometimes you need a parent to come up to you and take the baby or or even take the baby and if they don't show you anything in that moment you know what i mean just to give you a mental break but as a new parent it sometimes is our responsibility to watch what they do you know what i mean but as as a grandma or granddad like you're not you're not obligated to teaching them but you should you should you should want to be obligated you should want to have that obligation you know if you care about your kid and your grandkid you should want to step in that uh that teacher uh element and say okay look this is a teaching moment i recognize this teaching moment let me teach them so i agree with some things she said but then again i didn't because it's like you know what i mean like yeah, I root you shot on that because I, I feel like that too. I feel like giving them guide, giving your children guidance on how to raise their children is different than taking than taking over their role as a parent. But I feel like sometimes because we have kids young, we're not prepared to take on the responsibility of or we're scared to make a mistake because of, you know, the experience we had as children. And some parents, some new, some younger parents allow their parents to step in and 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 really take over that role because they know that they, they trust their guidance, you know, but they don't trust themselves. But on the side, I'm like, you know, they trust their parents. They don't trust their own because they're so new to it, I feel like. But I feel like that's not fair to your child because, for one, your allowance wants to raise them. For two, that teaches your child not to respect you because they're looking to someone else for discipline, someone else for love, someone else for care because you don't know how to communicate or talk to them, you know? Or treat them because you don't really know them because somebody else has already stepped in and did it for you. But on the side of that, like I was talking about, like a little a few days after this video, I was, I was at a I was at a church service and the, the lady talked about guidance, how you need to change how you parent your kids as they get older. And I um and it was just like, oh yeah, I agree with that. Like I was like, oh yeah, this lady, she was she was she was spitting, you know, and she was just like, what did she say? She said, you know. Sometimes you just got to pivot, you know, just like how we change, how we have interacted with our parents as we get older, because we want to, because we've grown as a person. I think sometimes our parents sometimes only see us in a certain light and they forget, you know, this person is no longer the person I was changing. This ain't, this is the same body to different person, different personality for the person I was changing back was 22 years ago, you know? 
Absolutely. So I think, so in, in, in conclusion for this, from my perspective right now, Tiana, is my thoughts in that video was she was, she framed things in a light that sometimes could be like, yeah, I don't know. I think my, the biggest takeaway I got from it was, you know, parents need, we have to change, we have to teach our parents and they have, we have, and they have to teach us how to, they need to guide us, not parent us on how to be a parent, you know, giving their feedback in, you know, it's also the conversation of how people receive that feedback. Some people feel like they know everything and it's kind of like, it makes it hard. It makes it harder for people to want to help you as a new parent. And then on top of that, it makes it harder for the kid to have a community that's going to support them and be a part of their life, their life growing up because they know the banter you get, they get into when, it, when somebody tries to step in and give their feedback on something. And sometimes parents don't want to hear it. Like, you know, some, you know how people sometimes volunteer their opinion about something and it's like, okay, this is my body, not yours. You know, it's kind of like in that sense. And I, it's, it's just different perspectives, I would say. I don't know if I'm, if y'all, if I'm like making sense, but in a sense, like, yeah, I feel like the grandparents have to change their approach and sometimes not take over the role, but give them guidance in their role of a new of a new parent. And sometimes I do think it comes from they're trying to make up for the mistakes they made as a, as a parent or or the things that they saw raising that you're raising someone else's kids, you know? Yeah, and I yeah, I just want to make it clear, like, um, if she would, if that lady was talking from the perspective of like parents, kind of like not necessarily cutting their kids down, but, but almost like, give me that baby. You don't know what you're doing. If they're talking from that perspective, I don't agree. I don't agree that they like parents should do that to their new, their new, like their son, I mean, their sons and or daughters that are new parents. I don't think they should cut them down. So I don't want nobody to say, feel like I was disagreeing with that point that she was making, you know, but I do feel like there's a time and a place where, yeah, it is okay for a parent to just say, give me the baby. And then they just do what they do. You know what I mean? Minus the cutting down, you know, just, just to give their kid a mental break. But at the same time, you know, it's not, it's not for you to overstep and kind of try to play parent because at the end of the day, that's your kid's kid. And they made it. They made the decision to have a kid, and that's what it needs to be. So, shot. I feel like, yeah, that's so. It's not. It's not a bad thing for that. But I do feel like sometimes, sometimes new parents lets people do that so much that they don't. That they don't even ever establish their own role within their child's. Oh yeah, no, no. You know, they're just a sub. Yeah, you. You know, I disagree with that. Like, I don't. I. That's why I just said what I said about like parents. I mean, like grandparents and stuff like that shouldn't overstep. And try to play parent because at the end of the day, their kid decide to have a kid. So basically, what I was saying with that is, nah, like, oh, if if your kid decide to have a kid, that's they kid. So at the end of the day, it's their responsibility. If you want to step up and be grandma or granddad here and there and help them out, sometimes cool, but don't 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 push that. Like, don't cripple them. Don't 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 become the parent. Yeah, and if some parents, you know, they don't have no support at all. And they don't have no one teaching them or showing them. They come up and it comes up. Somebody gives guidance when the cut when the crisis comes up, and it's like, how can parents that are not necessarily biologically related to some people help support the upbringing? Because in the day, it affects. Only thing it affects is the child. The person that we're trying to bring up is healthy, healthy, safe, safely, and you know, a happy baby, a happy child, happy person is the child. You know, it's about how to support their needs and development. And I think sometimes it can be over. Sometimes it is not. It's not over prioritized. No, I'm with you. Wow, you guys made such great points. <laughs> what you think, Kiana? Um, 
I honestly never considered that before I watched the video. I've seen it before in my family a little bit. Um, um, I just feel like it's about the way you, you do it. When you are critiquing somebody, when you're giving them advice, it's how you come off. It's how you come across. Um, I think it's more beneficial for other mothers. Like, let's say your mother, you have a child, so now your mother's a grandmother. Um, it's more beneficial to say, you know, I was in your shoes when I was raising you, you know, give, give allegory, give metaphor, let them understand where you're coming from. Instead of just saying, you know what you're doing. Let me just take it for you. No, like explain to me these things. Why is it better to do it this way? Why is it better to cradle the baby this way? Like explain it to me. Um, let me see it in action. I think if that was the case, um, I think that kind of advice would go over a little bit more smoother. And, you know, me and Jemaira were talking earlier about how, you know, a lot of the elder women in our families, like our mothers, our grandmothers, whoever, you know, it's some things that they didn't teach you because they weren't taught either. So now you're just having these generations go along without having the proper information um, for certain things. So then when you get to something as serious as having a child, you don't know what to do because you were never guided. Nobody ever taught you, nobody ever told you. So okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I agree agree with that totally. Like I said, I uh, earlier I was saying there were some things I didn't agree with. Um, you know, that was just more so. It's not that I didn't agree with. It. It's not that I disagree with anything. Because like I said, let me just change that. It was just more so that I I do feel that some sometimes it's okay if you don't make a moment a teaching moment. If that makes sense, yeah. Um, but I think 99.9% of the time should be a teaching moment. But I do feel like sometimes it's okay if you don't make it a teaching moment. Here, you clearly is losing your mind over here. Just take a little break. Give me the baby. You know what I, I mean? I feel like, but I also feel like, you know, that right there, you know, I'm taking a moment. Like, it's also, I know sometimes parents, some people don't know how to speak up for themselves. But it's like, once you're a mother, you got, you're, you're, you're the advocate for your children. If they need something, you got to be able to swallow your pride and ask for help or do something. So it's kind of like that doesn't. And it's kind of like my idea of like, you know, people like I'm doing. They be like, um, they get pregnant and they be like, I'm graduating for you, babe, for Tink. I'm grad. I'm going to get this business for you, Tinker. But it's like, why couldn't you do it for yourself? Kids having kids teaches you a lot, but it's like the priority has should have always been, you know, self. And I, I get what you're saying, child. Like, you know you the mind needs to be a better you need to develop your mind before you have kids in the sense of you got to be there for yourself before you can be there for anybody else and i think we 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 be we, we be like broken temples producing broken babies you know what i'm saying mm, yep yep i feel and, that but I, but I think she i get what she was saying like i think the other, at the end of the day i think her her intention well, i don't know for sure but i thought her i understood her intention to be at the end of the day let the parents have room to grow because you had room to grow. You had room to make mistakes. You had room to do things a certain way. Let your children do that. And I think what she was trying to really prioritize too was, you know, when she said, when she said, when she had made a point of talking to the cousin and saying, Oh, I see you. I understand what's happening here. It's about, you know, let the parent, let the mother react first. It ain't your responsibility to you are the parent of the parent, you know, or the auntie or the parent or whatever, let them respond first so they can try to develop their own sense of understanding in this in this thing of parenthood. Because whether it's a mother or a father, you know, you have single fathers, you have single mothers, you have you have different you know dynamics. It's kind of like sometimes we we try to overcompensate for things. So it's like even thinking about it like now, 
um, recently, you know, DC Youngfly's fiance or wife or girlfriend, I'm not sure, she passed. And it's like, I bet it's women around him or parents around him. They're like, well, how he going to do that? You know, he is, he a dad. He don't know that. Like, let him respond. Let him ask for help, you know? Right. Because then you create expectation. That, then they then create expectation between you and the parent that you're going to always do it for them instead of them doing it themselves. I feel like I think it all just depends on how the response looks. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, I feel like it just all comes down to what you perceive about the response. Like, if if I'm a parent and I'm watching my kids struggle with their kid, how how much time should I allow to pass before I say, "Give me the baby," you know what I mean, or or something like that? You get what I'm saying? I think that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Like, what what is the general idea of let my kids respond first? What does that look like? Is do we leave that up to personal perception or perspective, or you know what I mean? Like, what does that look like? If that makes sense. And that's why I'm saying, like, I, I feel like sometimes it is okay if you don't follow that principle. It's just about making sure that you don't overstep. 